Welcome to All Along the Wasatch, a public affairs program produced by Bonneville Salt Lake City. If you would like to submit a request to be on the show, please email mparsons at ksl.com. Now, here's the host of All Along the Wasatch, Mike Parsons. My guest today is from Craft Lake City. It's Executive Director Angela Brown, and the website is craftlakecity.com. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me back. Before we talk about Craft Lake City and DIY Festival, I have to mention that you were my first guest on my first show almost exactly a year ago on All Along the Wasatch. So thank you for coming back for the anniversary. It is my pleasure, (laughs) and what an honor it was to be your first guest. (laughs) Well, hopefully I'm a little better at it now than I was then. Uh, Before we talk about DIY Fest, which is coming up next weekend, let's talk a little bit about Craft Lake City, because that was the beginning. Um, How did it start and why did you start it? Yes. So actually the organization started with the catalyst of this event Mm. with our DIY festival back 15 years ago. And at the time, it was just a really small one-day event at the Gallivan Center in downtown Salt Lake City. Uh, 72 local artisans, around 15 performers, about four local food vendors. And after that first event, we just knew that uh, there was a mission behind uh, and a specific organization that we could start in conjunction to this mission. And that there was an opportunity to provide year-round programming. And so from from that day forward, we um, turned, you know, started working hard to turn Craft Lake City into a 501c3 nonprofit organization, mm. uh, which we are today. So it's kind of which came first, Craft Lake City or DIY <laughs> Fest? DIY Fest actually came first, it and did. then Craft Lake City. You got it. And at that time, it was we, our name was um, for the event was Craft Lake City. Mm. And then you know it's funny because sometimes when you um, you know start these things, you don't think about how they intersect. And so then the nonprofit was called Craft Lake City, and then it became confusing about the event and the organization. So we sort of did a rebranding to the DIY mm. Festival, which of course stands for Do It Yourself, yeah. which uh, really encompasses the ethos of like the maker movement and of really what these artisans and creatives, um, including our STEM building, are all about is uh, doing it yourself and Mm -hmm. inspiring others to be part of the movement, too. So uh, under the Craft Lake City umbrella, you do offer workshops all year round. Maybe tell us a little bit about those. We do. We offer monthly workshops, and we do on average about one a week at different partners throughout the Valley. And these workshops, you know, the goal is to turn individuals in the community into artisans or makers themselves to give them kind of a two-hour taste of different types of creative methods Mm -hmm. so that they can find one that they really connect with and, you know, get into a creative practice on their own. And you do online workshops. Was that born out of the pandemic? It was born out of the pandemic. You know, it was actually something that we had had kind of on a strategic plan. But being a nonprofit, as you know, um, you know, the staff is is, always has a lot to do. And a lot of times we wear many hats. And so it was one of those initiatives that we just hadn't quite quite got around to doing. And then when the pandemic happened and all in-person events stopped, it was like, oh, well, we've got this kind of plan on the shelf here. Let's dust it off. Just speed it up. And speed it up and start doing some online programming and now we have a whole suite of um, actually um, business education for creatives taught by creatives uh, called the Craft Lake City Business Academy. And that was what I was going to ask you about next. I love that that you do that and I think I remember last year you explained that artists don't necessarily have that business 
type of brain necessarily, and so they might need a little bit of hand-holding in that area. It's really true, and it's something that also, I think societally, we kind of um, have this, this, this message where we think that artists can't make money and that there's no career as an artist as well. And, you know, we at Craft Like Sea beg to differ, especially with our DIY festival, which that's what it's all about, mm-hmm. is kind of bringing makers and creators um, to the community to sell their work. And, and so we thought, well, let's give them some business skills and let's, let's have it taught in a way that they can understand that will make it more fun, right? Because, you know, sometimes talking about math isn't as fun as maybe talking about your, your creative practice. Yeah. And kind of busting that myth that, you know, if you're an artist, you have to starve, that you could actually make this a career. Yes, Yes, and so you those can. tools are through that that business academy. You can, and that's what the Craftlick City yeah. Business Academy is all about. And really, that's what Craftlick City is about in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, we're we're about uh, turning cre- creators into entrepreneurs. Um, we actually have a youth artisan entrepreneur program mm-hmm. that we launched last year, and kind of um, this is our second year that we've been working on that. And that's where we go into the public school system and provide supplementary, you know, art education there. Because a lot of times nowadays, the school system has just cut it out of their curriculum altogether, right. um, or they just have zero budget for art supplies. And so that's where we work with our, um, you know, kind of pool of artisans. We teach them how to become uh, instructors, whether that's for our work- workshop series or to work with youth education. Hmm. And we have them come into these um, Title I schools and, uh, you know, show kids, hey, you can create. This is some ideas of how you can create. Um, and you can also sell your work. And then if they're interested, they can kind of feed into our Kid Row program which is a little pop-up event at the DIY Festival on Saturday only, and they can sell their work for four hours for free to the public. That's fantastic. Is there still room to get in on that, or is that pretty much booked at this point? At this point, since the event is next weekend. Next year. Yes, but next year, in fact, do go to our (laughs) website and sign up to be on our mailing list, craftlakecity.com. You can just find the link there to get our mailing list, and that way you can find out when applications open. Um, And also, you know, if you're an educator and you're interested in talking about having Craftlake City come into your school, um, you know, that is something that we'd like to to talk with more individuals about. Of course, it does cost money. There is some funding that has to happen. Um, We're actively looking at at more funders that can help. Help us with that, uh, but also I know some schools do have a small budget as well, and so we, we want to—that's something we want to do. We also go into public schools as well with our STEM initiatives too. Mm-hmm. And a couple of years ago at the festival, we started doing STEM water rocket launches, and Google Fiber generously provided us with some funding to purchase the equipment, so we own it in house now. And um, we do it at our DIY festival, of course, in this uh, next to the STEM building. But now we go into schools and also you know teach them about physics and about you know. Um, the, the science behind building a successful water rocket and mm-hmm. launching it. And um, it is so much fun to have those conversations with kids and get them excited about science. For sure. Um, you, you include STEM in a lot of things you do. And I'm not sure that everyone would think, oh, art, that that encompasses STEM. But of course it does. It really does. You know, it's really about creative problem solving. I mean, the scientific method is really artisans use that every day mm. um, when they're creating and coming up with, you know, new processes and new pieces. And uh, so, so, you know, sort of scientists. And so we like to really take that common denominator of discovery and of trial and error and, you know, really kind of bring it together and mm-hmm. uh, connect the two. 
You do so much. Digging through your website, there are so many different wonderful programs and education and all the STEM stuff. Talk a little bit about uh, your exhibitions that go year-round. Thank you. Yes, we do. We do um, free public exhibitions in downtown Salt Lake City. Uh, It's in partnership with the Temporary Museum of Permanent Change and the Center for the Living City, who originally was a nonprofit that installed um, a series of metal frames on Broadway, which is 300 South in downtown Mm -hmm. Salt Lake City. And you can find our work between Second West and West Temple. Okay. And so it's a nice two block walkable area in front of the Rose Wagner Theater and, and also in front of the squatters. Those are kind of some nice landmarks yeah, for, yeah. for listeners. And we have 14 different metal frames and we put uh, artwork in there that's available for the public to see 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And for free, of course. And for free, of yeah. course. And we believe, you know, it's part of also, you know, we really believe in making art accessible um, for the community and that. Uh, you know, seeing interesting, thought-provoking, beautiful things can really change uh, change our day. You know, even if we're walking down the sidewalk and we see something really compelling and interesting that makes us curious about uh, a concept or a thought or um, just what we're seeing, that can really impact us. And, and we we love that and, and, and hope that, that we are providing that to the community. And Celebration of the Hand is the one that's going on right now? That's it, Celebration of the Hand. And I looked this- at some of the stuff and it's, it's all over the place. I mean, there's not like a, you know, consistency to it, which is wonderful. Yeah. They're all different from each other. Yes, they are all different. And we chose 14 different artisans with 14 different styles. And the way that we did try to make a little bit kind of a, of a connection between all the pieces was we gave them a color palette. And so oh, we said, okay. hey. I didn't even notice that yes, as I was looking at them. Yes, we said, hey, here are these five colors that you must design with. That way there sort of is a little bit of a visual cue. But we love that everyone has these diverse styles. And then we also took the opportunity since it's our 15th year this year to celebrate by giving each artisan a year of the organization or the festival to visually interpret. And so there's 14, uh, our past 14 years are all um, interpreted by different, 14 different artists up there. Wow, okay. I I just looked at them and enjoyed them. I didn't know that there was all of that info behind them. <laughs> celebration of the hand. So that's the, the artist's hand? Is that kind of? Yeah, that's the idea. Okay. So the celebration right. of the hand and uh, handicraft, uh, handmade. Hmm. You know, the, we use our hands to create, to do so many different things, whether it's STEM technology or, or whether it's, you know, creating uh, works of art, crafting, making art. Um, and so it's really about that celebration of using your hands. Yeah, I love it. Well, let's talk about the big event next weekend. Kind of give us the big picture of what a DIY fest is What's going to happen there? What people will see if, if, if there are people who have not been to it before? What is it? The DIY Festival, you know, this is our 15th year of the annual Do-It-Yourself Festival. It features over 350 local artisans. Uh, we have a Google Fiber STEM building with over 35 different STEM exhibitors. We have rocket launches. Um, we have a kids area sponsored by Mark Miller Subaru that also they bring in their five different nonprofits mm-hmm. they, they work with annually. And there's free take-and-make crafts. There's a bounce house uh, for those that have furry friends. We've got um, a dog area for well-behaved dogs that is sponsored by <laughs> Cause and uh, local non- nonprofit that works with rescue animals. Oh, yeah, Cause is wonderful. And yeah, and they will have some animals available for adoption on site. Um, and Mark Miller Subaru helped put that together as well. Mm. And then we have a VIP area that's only available on Friday night because this is a free day event. It happens uh, Friday, this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Right. But only on Friday is the Utah's own VIP. And so the Utah's own is the, essentially an arm of the Department of Agriculture that supports farmers and local uh, craft food purveyors. Mm. They 
actually provide, you know, a lot of business resources and uh, grants and things like that. And so they have uh, curated 15 local farmers and food purveyors to be inside VIP. So you can sample, um, sample what they're growing and what they're, what they're making. Uh, we'll also have a local brewery in there and also a local distillery as well. So it, those individuals that want um, local adult beverages, those will be on hand. Um, all the, and VIP is all ages. So it's welcome for individuals to bring full families into VIP. And then last but not least on with that VIP is it has um, priority seating for the stages because we have two stages right. um, and that feature a lot of local talent. But this year for the 15th anniversary, we're bringing in a couple of bands um, outside of Utah um, that we really like. We're bringing in a band called War Paint that's from L.A., um, an all-female lineup there. Um, we've got Courtney Marie Andrews, who's like an Americana artist mm-hmm. that we really love off of a, a really fun label called Fat Possum Records. Yeah, that's um, great. And then we've got um, two other national headliners, uh, Haley Hendricks, uh, who actually just played the stateroom earlier this year and sold out. Oh, wow. Um, and she does a really nice kind of folk sound. And then opening up the group are a, a bunch of, of youngsters in their early 20s from L.A. called uh, Gable Price and Friends. So we thought it would be fun to kind of bring in some outside talent to inspire the locals and just, you know, really celebrate 15 years. Yeah. How many people, for example, last year, how many people attended the yes, DIY so Festival? Yes, so over the course of three days, we have around 20,000 attendees. Wow, okay. Uh, so it is a, a, it's growing, and it is already pretty big, and we're at the Utah State Fair Park. Right. So it's a large campus. Um, it really provides an, a nice indoor and outdoor event because it's August. It can be hot sometimes. Mm-hmm, yeah. So we'll have a lot of entertainment outside, but then, of course, we'll have uh, three different buildings that individuals can go in and kind of cool off, visit some artisans inside, as well as artisans outside. We have food trucks trucks. We have a, a food hall where people can sit inside and where it's nice and cool and, and eat their food and relax. And it's just a really good time for, for individuals of all ages. Yeah. We're speaking with Executive Director Angela Brown from Craft Lake City and the DIY Festival. The website is craftlakecity.com and the DIY Fest is coming up August 11th through the 13th at the Utah State Fair Park. I, I know last year the food trucks were something I was excited about. Yeah, <laughs> so, thank you. So what kind of food is going to be there? Oh, my goodness. We have everything that you can think of. I mean, everything from handmade ice cream to um, we've got uh, this really incredible um, artisan who makes Aztec-inspired like Mexican food oh, that's really unique. Um, we have corn dogs. We've got, of course, hamburgers. We've got um, a bunch of different types of ethnic food. Um, we have churros. Uh, I mean, um, uh, just a really a, lo- a lot of really really fun fun different types of food for everybody. Gluten free, vegan options too. Yeah, great. Yeah, and you know, food is is an art too. It really is, and I you know that's that is really a fun part of the festival. Is not only do we have those you know individuals preparing food on site so you can have a delicious meal, but we ha- also besides VIP, we have craft food vendors peppered throughout the artisans as well. So you can find um, some really incredible artisans that make jams or handmade popcorn or you know the, the kind of the new fad right now which is the um the freeze-dried candy oh yeah freeze-dried skittles are amazing <laughs> aren't they good <laughs> yeah, they really are um one section on your uh, website that i really like and by the way the website's craftlakecity.com how to fest you know you've figured out a few things over 15 years so what are some of the tips and tricks that people should know if they haven't come before oh thank you yes you know you can bring um, an empty water bottle we actually have water stations all across the campus and so you know staying hydrated is important during the summertime so if you bring an empty water bottle you can save a little money that way without having to buy water that being said we always try to have our water for sale for a, like a nominal fee but but yet so that's a, like a really nice festival hack um, definitely bring some wear some sun 
sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice yeah. to wear like a big floppy hat to kind of provide that shade. Um, some nice walkable shoes because our campus is large and there's 350 local artisans plus all the STEM vendors that you're going to want to see. Um, so, so do that. And then, you know, if you can plan, I like to say plan to come up for a couple hours each day mm. because we have unique programming each day. On Friday, I mentioned VIP with mm-hmm. the National Headliners, which is kind of the big kickoff for, for the night. Um, but then on Saturday, we have that Kid Row pop-up, which is all of our youth entrepreneurs from noon to 4 p.m. And then on Sunday in STEM, we have our Indie Video Game Developer Day. And this is neat, where we found some indie video game studios, and we've invited them com- to come and show off their latest video games that they've been working on. So you can play some exclusive uh, video games that you normally wouldn't be able to, oh, cool. to, to test. And that's become a thing at university level. I know the University of Utah has a video game program now for, for people that pro, you know that create them. They really do. And, oh, my goodness, we hope to get them at the festival. We don't have yeah. them yet because it's summertime and they're usually all on, you know, kind of on leave because they don't – I yeah. guess that program doesn't run during the summertime. Okay. But it is such a great program. And my understanding is a lot of really, uh, like, talented people have come out of there. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, sure some of our indie game developers are from that program. Is it smart to bring, like, a little canvas bag with you because you're going to buy stuff? It is smart to bring that. And we actually, if for some reason you forget, we have Offside Screen Printing, which is a local um, company, and they are going to be doing screen printing of free bags on site. So we take a local artisan. um, We have, I think, eight this year, that, or maybe it's six, six to eight this year that come up with exclusive designs. And then every couple hours, we switch out the screen and print a new bag. And so if you stand in line in front of their booth, you can get a free canvas bag that you can fill up. But um, but if you don't want to because sometimes that can be like an hour wait. Yes, do bring your own um, canvas bag that you can just fill up. And I would imagine <clears throat> this isn't a I – mean, you mentioned well-behaved dogs. Um, I'm a dog lover, but I, I would never take my dogs to somewhere where there's going to be potentially tens of thousands of people. <laughs> So do you discourage that a little bit or is it? It depends on the dog. You know, yeah. my dog Hondo, um, he actually is very well known in the Craft Lake City community because he works the festival with me. Um, that being said, we're very mindful about the heat and right. we make sure that he, you know, takes breaks indoors, which we we, we uh, do recommend for any pet owner. And of course, that's why we also have the dog area with lots of shade and water and things like that um, and a place for them to do their business, of course, which mm-hmm. is very important. But it's all about the dog, you know, and yeah. so certain dogs, if they're trained well enough and they have they are used to being in crowds. Of course, they have to be yeah. on a leash. Um, they are welcome to bring them. And and there we have seen a lot of, you know, this is something we started about two years ago, and we've seen a lot of incredible, um, well-behaved dogs. But there's also, yeah, a lot of those dogs that you just know aren't comfortable. They Maybe they haven't been exposed yeah. to large crowds. Um, it's better probably to leave those Yeah, I just those I like to home. encourage people to think about it for a minute. Is your dog going to enjoy it? Or, yes. or do you want your dog to go with you because you're going to enjoy them? Not only that, but if it's a really hot day, you know, there is a lot of black black top asphalt outside and we also have grass too but that's something that i think dog owners really need to think about too is if you know their dog's little paws could certainly um boy we don't we wouldn't want any burns to happen that way another thing about the fair fair park is that you there's plenty of parking there but it's also there's a track stop right there as well there is and i'm so glad that you mentioned that because we're so excited new for this year uta has turned our ticket into a free fair ride it's so it's so great and so you can just show 
show your digital or your print tickets to, you know, who, whomever it is at, at tracks, um, either on the bus, at the bus stop or the bus on the bus, or of course, you know, when you're writing tracks and you can get to the festival for free. That's fantastic. Um, are you still looking for volunteers at we this point? We are. We are. You know, we will take volunteers. Um, you know, of course, we, we have volunteer duties happening right now um, with a, a big event like this. Volunteerism happens, you know, even several weeks up before oh, the I'm festival. Sure, yeah. But even right up during the festival, all you have to do is go to our website, craftlakecity.com, and there'll be a link. Um, you'll see volunteer. You click on that, and there's actually a link to a place where you can volunteer just using your phone um, and, and sign up for a shift right away. And we will take volunteers even day up. Yeah. And, and do the volunteers get to kind of pick what they're doing? Yeah, they can They can read a description. They can pick the, what, what, as long as there's a shift available in that area, they can sign up for that. Um, they also get a volunteer T-shirt. And then we do have some volunteer perks. If they work a couple volunteer shifts, they get invited to a volunteer party that mm. we're doing um, after the festival at a local vegan cafe called um, Ver, uh, called Sage's Cafe. Ca- wait, no, Vertical. Pardon me. Vertical, <laughs> vertical Diner, um, which is really fun. So um, we're going to do a volunteer wrap-up party there. Um, but in volunteering with a friend is so fun to do. It's so fun to kind of, you know, feel good, give back, and then you get into the festival for free. Too. Right, yeah. What are your goals moving forward? I mean, you've been in, doing this for 15 years now, and I'm sure that you had no idea in year one what year 15 would look like or even thought about a year 15. But w- what are your goals moving forward for the next five or 10 years? Oh, thank you for asking. And, you know, we just completed a five-year strategic plan, and so we do have big plans over oh, the next five years. And it's true. Sometimes with these these things, you just have no clue that they're going to turn out how they do. And we're just so thrilled that we've been able to be around for these 15 years and, you know, grow into the event that we are. And we have more programming to do, more expansion to do in the, our Youth Artisan Entrepreneurship Program. Uh, more expansion to do in our business academy. And then we are also, uh, you hear, heard it here first, oh, we are launching scoop. a new event in early March of next year, which we're going to, we can't talk about exactly what it is, but it is going to be um, something really exciting and brand new. Okay, that's exciting. You do have other events besides DIY we Fest. We do. Uh, some that we've talked about, but that there are specific events that you do annually as well. Maybe you could mention those. Yes, we have our annual holiday market, which this was our five-year anniversary this year, and that's um, up in Ogden, Utah, and that is at the historic Union uh, Station oh, there. Oh, it's a great spot, yeah. It's such a great spot, and you can take tracks up there, too, pretty easily from Salt Lake, uh, and that's a really fun, it's, it's the first weekend of December, a really fun place to get your holiday shopping done. If you're not a pre-planner, we hear that a lot of attendees uh, pre-plan and do their holiday shopping at the DIY Fest, which is interesting. Yeah, in August. Yeah, in August. But, uh, but, uh, you know, if you need a little bit more time, the first week of December, we've got got your back there. So just take a a train up to Ogden. Um, And then that's our other big annual event besides kind of our regular mainstays, the workshops, and, of course, the the curation art shows. And whatever's coming in March. Yeah, yeah. And we do also (laughs) do corporate um, partnerships as well. We get hired sometimes to go in and offer workshops for, like, team building exercises and things like that, um, which can be really fun. Or we curate for other events and things like that, too. You do so much. Thank you. (laughs) It's amazing. Maybe the, I don't know if this is a weird question, but why why is art so important for a community? You know, you mentioned earlier that schools are kind of cutting some of those programs. Those are the easiest ones to cut, I guess. But I always am sad about that because I think there's a lot of kids that those are the only reasons they go to school or those classes. So why is art in general important for a community? You know, I think art is so important because it gives us a chance to connect inward if we're making art. It gives us a chance to kind of get into a meditative mindset and really 
really, um, really kind of almost escape, um, you know, what is happening in our in our lives. Um, it can also be a really great practice for, um, you know, working through emotions, working through expressing yourself, expressing kind of what maybe you might not be able to verbalize in a visual way, I think. Mm. Um, but it can also be fun as a way to, you know, create to give gifts as kind of giving. Um, but for those individuals that maybe don't identify yet as a, as a creator, which I believe everyone has the power to become an artist. An artist themselves or or you or tap into their creativity um you know it, for those that maybe are just more of an appreciator someone who appreciates art mm-hmm. um it's a chance for you to really connect with what someone else is making and um and feel like you can be represented through their work mm-hmm. um, i think it can also be a source of inspiration again i think it can elevate uh people's moods i think it can get us to think differently to think creatively to step outside of ourselves and uh i think you know artists and the makers and the creators are really what make um entertainment and our community interesting for um for the society in general and you know if you think about everything that we do has a design component has a visual beautiful yeah. element to it and you know that is that is really what we're celebrating is that that desire to create to make and to share to share that power of creation i know somewhere within me i have creativity i just haven't located it yet but i'll, I'll keep working <laughs> on that but i am definitely an appreciator of other people's art in all forms i, I love film i love live theater i mean it, there's so much wonderful art i so i i am an observer i suppose well uh, in, in my in my opinion <laughs> your radio show is your oh, art okay you know you were i mean you are utilizing your tools may not be a paintbrush but they are you know the editing tools of the computer and of the microphone and of the craft of preparing for, uh, for a radio that. interview All right, DIY Fest is coming up August 11th through the 13th, Friday through Sunday next weekend at the Utah State Fair Park. And how do people get tickets? People can get them online at 24ticks.com, or they can walk up and get them at the gate. And we do encourage you to um, pre-purchase your tickets in advance because you can save a couple dollars. Okay. And then, of course, you can show that um, to the public transportation, to anyone from UTA on the bus or tracks, and get down there for free. And the prices are a little different on Friday than they are to the rest of the week. They are, yes. So Friday's opening night. It's the night that we stay open late till 10 p.m. And because we have those national acts, it's just a little bit more. It's $13 in advance, $15 day of. And then on Saturday and Sunday, it is $7 in advance and $10 day of. So still very affordable. Both very days. reasonable prices compared to some other stuff that's going on. Concert prices have gotten outrageous. Oh, my goodness. They really have. Yeah. And, um, and you know, even with inflation and all of that, we had some big talks about should we raise the rates again? And we, w- we really want this, t- this uh, programming to be accessible for everyone. And so that's why your prices are still still very affordable. Thank you so much for your time. It's Angela Brown, who's executive director of Craft Lake City and the website craftlakecity.com. And the 15th annual DIY Fest is going on next weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Utah State Fair Park. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to All Along the Wasatch with Mike Parsons. If you would like to submit a request to be a guest on the show, please email mparsons at ksl.com. That's mparsons at ksl.com. 